This is James Montgomery, and this is the Stinger Podcast for pure football fans. We just talk football. Anything about football, I'm cool with it. Let's talk. You want to talk, We'll call. just call me. We can talk about it. Today, I got my friends, Matt Raymer, I used to play football with in college. He's uh, a legend because he started off as a walk-on. He ended up starting his senior year as a safety and then I got Bobby Lloyd, who's my buddy. He's he's big fantasy guy, but he's also uh, also loves just talking about. We just love to, making season predictions, talking about it. You know, wondering why people aren't squatting more, wondering why teams don't pay attention to the offensive line, that kind of thing. Teams with good offensive lines are always good. You know, stuff like that. So, and he's also very savvy when it comes to. A lot of the general managing stuff with teams. So I just wanted to start today off before we do the predictions of every single division in the entire NFL. So we're going to do NFC first and the AFC. I just wanted to kind of point a couple things out I noticed in the NFC schedules. Okay. I think the AFC is loaded first off. I think the AFC is loaded top end. There's like 10 good teams, right? Um, so it's hard to pick who's going to win in those, but it's pretty clear who the 10 good teams are, right? So the 10 good teams, I believe Baltimore, Cleveland, you can throw Pittsburgh in there. Uh, Tennessee's good. Indy's good. Buffalo's good. I think New England's going to be good. Miami's good. Kansas City's good. And probably the Chargers are going to be good. Denver, you know, Raiders, they're all kind of in the same lump right there at the very bottom. So there's just not a lot of bad teams in the AFC. NFC, however, a little harder to predict. So there's some outlandish stuff that I'm going to point out that's kind of interesting. Uh, but this is a two-part podcast. So the first one's now. The second one will be in uh, on a different episode. But let's start off with just a couple things I noticed from the schedule. Yeah, so I was um, looking at some schedules, okay? And... I felt like the Niners schedule, I could pick out five easy wins. Like not even it's not even like a stretch of the imagination. And and Matt Raymer, by the way, is a Niners fan. So yeah, and then they have like 12 50-50 games. So let's say they split those. So that's eleven and six for the Niners. Yeah. And I think that's realistic. I'm not even I'm not sugarcoating it. I'm not I'm not trying to you know, I think I think that's realistic, right? And then the Green Bay Packers schedule, I thought is I think it's rough, it's rough. And Aaron Rodgers has a tendency to just start, you know, like when crap hits the fan, he he like goes and runs and hides. He doesn't he doesn't get better. He just goes and hides. So. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, James, can you tell me uh, when you remember Aaron Rodgers just running and hiding? Well, okay, okay. No, no. I don't mean like legit, but I don't mean like legit running and hiding. But I mean like whenever the game gets out of hand, have you noticed he doesn't really come back when he's down? He he always has to like have a lead. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Well, I feel like you just, I think there's, he definitely has come back a little bit. And 
one story, well, I gotta say this, one quote that just popped into my head to you, James, is R E L A X. Relax. <laughs> that is Aaron Rodgers' most famous quote after they started 0 2, and they won like 10 straight. So, how to say that? But I recall Aaron Rodgers coming back and beating the Cowboys in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, one time he threw this huge Hail Mary to beat the Lions at the last second. <laughs> I think he sometimes makes comeback wins. I don't know. I mean, maybe I, to be honest, to be honest with you, I feel like we're kind of getting off track because I feel like actually both of those predictions were pretty solid. When it, Initially, when I said like one team that's going to be uh, bad that was good, I would, the Packers popped into my head just because they've had so much drama. Yeah. around their team this year and there's a lot of turmoil and I feel like it might be hard to get the whole locker room uh, going at the same time and, and just just overcome that and then uh, Matt what do you think so sorry I it was cutting out a little bit there you said the Packers right oh you think they're a team that could I, I said the back I said I think the Packers could take a big fall there was a lot of drama surrounding them this year and I could and uh between this, mm, I could just—I I still don't think that they added enough weapons to their receiving room to be to be respectful. I think eventually their offense is going to get a little bit predictable, and then I think the Niners would actually be the team that I would pick to make the biggest bounce back. Like they had uh, arguably the best defensive player in the league last year, uh, Nick Bosa. I, I think that guy's an absolute stud. And he was injured for the whole year. George Kittle was injured for the whole year. They were still in the Packers. I said that the Niners could have a big bounce back year. I think between uh, they just had a lot of injuries with Debo and George Kittle going down, and then also Nick Bosa. And you you know more about this than I. But I mean, those are huge parts of their team that went down last year. And I think uh, coming back, everybody healthy, and then I think Trey Lance just adds another dimension to that offense where. You got another guy who's 230 pounds. But they have a running back at every position on offense. So that's pretty awesome. Nice. I feel like like the 49ers, uh, I feel like they're a legitimate Super Bowl threat. I feel like that's a tough team. Yeah. Yeah, so I I, I agree on this. So I think one big thing we could factor in is the 49ers were decimated by injury last year. And so that was – there's battles true as heck and the quarterback going down and everyone else. But one of the big things that comes from this is Green Bay being so good and the Niners being so bad last year. The Niners' schedule is easier because they put the worst teams with the easiest schedule. It's the best teams, the hardest schedule to get parity in the league. So that's a big concept of what James is, I think, talking about between schedule breakdown. Um, but for the 49ers, yeah, I think they should be much improved. But I think the scary thing with the Niners is that division is stacked. And so they're going to be beating up on each other between Arizona, who's probably picked third in the division, or fourth in the division now, and then you have the Rams and Seattle. So that division, they're going to beat up on each other, versus the Packers, where Detroit should be two easy wins. Sorry, Bobby. Um, <laughs> Chicago Chicago shouldn't be too terribly tough. Uh, they have the field tight and everything. It should be a decent team, but I don't think they're going to be great. Um, and then Minnesota will be tough, especially when they play in Minnesota. But so I just think that's a big – difference between the two teams um and going against Aaron Rodgers in the regular season is hard in a lot of sense I think Aaron Rodgers regular season record is great but a big thing they're not talking about is their left tackle has changed um he got hurt and he will not be ready for the re- regular season Bakatari who's a great left tackle 
Because that's a big deal for Green Bay that no one talks about. Well, and his center. His center got traded yeah. to the to the Chargers. Oh, that's right. They're all pro. Was it Lindsley yeah. or no? What's his name? Lindsley. Is it Lindsay? Corey Lindsay. Lind- something like that, yeah. Yeah. Corey Lindsay. Yep. Yeah, but Lynn's Lee's the all pro for Jacksonville, so that's why it gets confusing. Oh yeah. No, I, right. I, I how about the... Oh go ahead, James. Yeah, so so those those are kind of my two well, I mean the Niners to me are an easy pick to turn around. You know? I feel like that's an easy pick. So my actual pick, my actual team I think is gonna recover, because I think the Niners are easy to pick, is I think the Carolina Panthers are going to be the surprise team of the year. That's fair. Yeah, I, I, I don't like. I don't mind it. I think their offense can be explosive. If Darnold could ever live up to hype, the thing that scares me about them is their defense. Um, how will they hold up? They're the youngest defense in the league last year. They were below average. Can they, are they better this year? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I I think the defense will be better. I don't know how much better, and I don't. Like nowadays, defense just has to be able to keep people from scoring touchdowns all the time. You know, you don't even have to be great; you just have to be solid. You know, so I I think their offense will uh, be able to put up some points. And Matt Rule, in his career, it's always his second year. It's like a it's like a boom season. So like his first year, when it when he was at when he was at Temple, they were like two and ten. And then his second year, they were ten and two. And then at Baylor, they were like four and eight his first year. And then his second year, they were in the conference title game against Oklahoma at like eleven and three, so or eleven and two they ended up. So um, I think uh, I think it's going to be one of those years. They're going to have a big season. I don't think they're going to win the division because Tampa's in the division. But I think I think. Um, Let's start there. Actually, let's start with the NFC South. So I want to. I just. I'm just going to run through my predictions real quick. Hold on. Do you want me to run through a team real quick? That I think. That oh yeah, yeah, sure? yeah, yeah. Why don't each each one of you guys tell us tell us your your surprise team? So I think a team that I I don't cheer for at all. That I think will definitely flirt with 500 and compete for a playoff spot is Denver. I think Denver has potential oh. to really uh, pick it up. Their uh, defense of addition this year and people being healthy is gigantic. They have probably the best secondary in the league this year. And then they have Von Miller and Chubb coming back there. Uh, their defense will be great. Then they have Bridgewater. They announced the starter with all those weapons. I think that uh, they definitely have a chance to compete for a, a playoff spot. Yeah, that's that's a good take because I, I do like Denver a lot. I do. I just think uh, AFC is stacked. AFC is, like, top-heavy, you know? I, yeah, Bobby, what do you think? I see Denver. Uh, that was another team I was thinking about as as a bounce back candidate. I still, I mean, they're the most frustrating team every every year because I feel like they've had a Super Bowl quality roster for like six or seven years straight, and then they just never get a franchise quarterback that can get them to the Super Bowl. So it's kind of uh, and. Hard to argue that they're not in that seat again with Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke uh, competing. I wouldn't be surprised if they make the playoffs. I don't think they're a Super Bowl challenger just because of the. Uh, I just feel like I just feel like it's hard to to get to the Super Bowl with a mediocre quarterback at this point in the NFL. How important the passing game is. 
Yeah. I, I agree. I don't think Bridgewater can beat Josh Allen or Mahomes, but. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's see. I've, I'm not really that high. Up. I, I think that the Steelers are going to fall off. Uh, I'm a big offensive line guy, and I think that uh, they kind of let their entire offensive line walk. Like, it doesn't matter if uh, if that sort of thing happens. I'm expecting, and then they drafted a running back instead of trying to address some of the holes that fell apart there. So, uh, I mean, Mike Tomlin's the man. Maybe they maybe they did that on purpose. Maybe he's got a plan that's going to work out. But uh, I think. I think the Super Bowl was a pretty excellent example of what happens when uh, offensive line falls apart. And then for a team that could step it up, let me see here. Let me see. I actually think Chicago. I actually think Chicago. I'm kind of high on these uh, rookie quarterbacks. I think uh, Justin Fields is more composed than people are expecting to be. I think he's one of the best athletes we've seen at quarterback in a long time. Um Defense is full of studs, and they, I just think without – they just seem like, like they're in line. And like Matt was kind of addressing earlier, the NFC North, especially like I said, I think I think uh, the Packers might fall off a little bit. I, I think the NFC North really isn't that tight of a division right now, so there's there's room for somebody to approve a little bit. I, I could see Chicago going over maybe 10 or 11 wins for them. Wow. Chicago, man, yeah. that's, a, that's serious. I – I don't see that. Like, I see Minnesota. So, like, here – okay, here's my predictions for the NFC North. You guys ready? I think Min- I think Minnesota's 10-7, and seven, and I think the, the Packers are 9-8, and eight, and I think Chicago's, like, 7-10 wow. and 10, but competitive. And I think Detroit's 2-15. and 15. <laughs> Those are textbook. Those are textbook numbers. I saw the Madden – the Madden ratings for uh, for the Detroit Lions and like our best player was like an eighty-six. But it doesn't matter. those ratings are terrible. Those yeah. ratings are terrible. Like, yeah, I think who was the best one? That was a Taylor uh, Buckle? It was like Hawkinson. It was Hawkinson. Oh, okay. Hawkinson and, yeah. Hawkinson and Ragnar were our best players. Ragnar's our center. And then but they had Taylor Decker, the dude's like perennial Pro Bowl left tackle. They had him at a seventy eight. Oh my God! And they had Tyrell Williams, who is not an NFL. Who's like a borderline NFL player. They had him at a seventy-nine. I'm like, Matt, Matt, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. So, right? so I think Detroit, if they're lucky, will have four wins. Like, like that's like lucky. So I'm giving them two. You know. And just so everybody knows, this is the year where we fall down. Next year is the year where we get up and we take off a kneecap. <laughs> <laughs> the famous. Well, how about your kneecaps are being taken off right now? <laughs> just so everybody's aware, Bobby is a Detroit fan, and I, I'm, I, I can't consider myself a Detroit fan anymore. I'm not. I'm not diehard. You know. I'm like. You know, and, and just so everybody knows, Detroit fans aren't really diehard. They're, they they kind of have lives outside of football. They kind of like are able to like. <laughs> My father-in-law is a diehard Detroit Lions fan. Oh, he is. <laughs> He's from Detroit. Becca's Becca's dad. Oh uh, yeah, diehard. But yeah, so anyway, everybody, we're referring to uh, Coach Campbell's opening press conf- conference speech when he. Talked about taking off kneecaps on your way up after getting beat down. 
So that's the reference yeah. there. Okay, so yeah. So James, getting back to what you said though, you have three teams that are so closely tied together. I think the hottest take is Green Bay's record in that. Um, but really, the difference between Chicago, Green Bay, and Minnesota doesn't seem to be that drastic between. Oh yeah, I don't. I, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be competitive. I think Chicago is gonna be competitive. I think they don't. I don't think they have enough to win a division because they're. Uh, they don't have. They don't have any real like outside of Allen Robinson and that really fast dude. They don't really have anybody on offense. Their offensive line. They're not Mooney. Yeah, yeah, Mooney and and uh, I mean they got Montgomery. Montgomery as long as if he stays healthy. He was hurt last year, so I. I just don't. I don't trust Chicago right now. I I think it has more to do with the GM than it does the actual team itself. Like I think Nagy's good. I think uh, I think uh, Fields is going to be good. I think their defense is solid. I don't. It got it got worse though because they lost Kyle Fuller. So their defense their defense isn't going to be as good, but I still think it's good. Um, and. Nagy's solid, but I the GMs made some really s- s- uh, skeptical decisions, and I, I'm not really into what the things that he did. So, yeah, you don't believe in the red rifle the first couple weeks? No, I, I think you do start Andy Dalton, but I I don't he think starting. Yeah, I don't think he can finish. I don't think he can stay in very long. Like I think you have to play Fields. You know, like yeah. Probably week two three against weeks. the Bengals. Two or three weeks. Yeah. They play the yeah, Bengals week Right. So, so, hey, let's make a prediction on when field starts. I'm saying week two against the Bengals. Uh, hmm. Wait, I don't know. I don't know their schedule, but I'm going to go with the week after that. Okay. Let within me... the first four weeks, we'll, field is going to start starting. Yeah, like Dalton will probably go one and two, and then Fields will start. So they play the Rams first, and I can see it going south real fast, and Fields playing in that game. I don't know. Uh, Four against Detroit makes some sense. Detroit, Detroit, week four. That's that's realistic too. I think. yeah, so that's. I feel like those, those like must win games against the Bengals and Lions. They're probably going to want to have their best players out there. Yeah, yeah, I think. Um, yeah. Anyway, let's let's move on to the NFC South real quick, okay? So the NFC South is Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Carolina, and Atlanta. Now, this is my hot take of the year. This is going to be the most. This is going to be the best division in football this year. Okay. <laughs> The NFC West is going to beat itself up. So, like, record-wise, it's not going to show. They're probably the better teams. But record-wise, they won't show. I think record-wise, this is the best division. Okay. So, I think Tampa Bay goes 13-4. and I think New Orleans – or actually, Carolina, I have second, 11-6. and New Orleans and Atlanta at 9-8, and and they both don't make it. I think I think they're gonna be I think they're gonna be tough, but not you know be like right off the. Edge. All right, Bob. I'll let you go first. What, I'll, yeah, I'll let Bob go first. What is your first response out of all the things he just said? Because I have one that I think. Ah, uh, I could see it being the worst division in football. Really? <laughs> I could see it happening. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that they won't be the best, but. 
Uh, let's see. I mean, the Saints, the Falcons just have to continue to suck. The Saints could fall off easily because their whole cap situation fell apart. They still got a good coach and Alvin Kamara and uh, what's the name of it? Like Cameron Jordan. But besides that, they're kind of uh, not in a good spot. And then the uh, the Panthers just have to not make a huge jump like you're predicting, and then and then they could they could be one of the worst teams in the league. I mean, one of the worst divisions in the league. Obviously, I think the Bucks are uh, definitely up there as a contender to repeat for the Super Bowl, maybe even a favorite. But yeah, uh, but the rest of them I could see being weak. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying that, that that's necessarily true. I think any of those things could happen, but I think it's definitely a bold take saying that's going to be the hottest, hottest division. Wait, James prefaced James prefaced it saying this is going to be a hot take. Um, yeah, I did preface off, I'll get it. This out of the way, and I'll get out of the way. I think Tampa Bay 13 wins is very realistic. I think they're definitely a top three team predicted to win the Super Bowl before the league with Buffalo and Kansas City. So I'll get that out. My biggest thing is Atlanta at nine wins, I think, is crazy. I don't see that happening. Uh, Matt Ryan is getting older and older. Um, I don't believe in Matt Ryan to be a difference maker at quarterback anymore. Julio Jones is gone. He's hurry He's been up and down. I do love Ridley. I think Ridley's a freaking beast. Pitts is a rookie tight end. Look up data on rookie tight ends. Never good at making a big impact as a rookie. Um, think of TJ Hawkins and Bobby. However, Pitts is supposed to split out wide a lot and be used more of a receiver, so that's could throw a wrench in there a little bit. But Atlanta's defense was humming last year. They were not good. So I do not believe in Atlanta winning nine wins at all. Um, I don't even look at the schedule, but I'm just guessing that. And then Carolina, I agree that Carolina can make a big jump, but I think a big jump for them is eight wins. Oh, from uh, five, to eight. Eleven wins. five to eight, yeah. I, I, I think 11 wins is a lot. I do think they will be better, though. I absolutely do. Um, How many games did they win last year? Five. Five. One more regular season game this year, though, so it kind of makes it a little funky saying this. But yeah. um, I, prediction, so I don't give you crap. I don't give you any crap for that, James. But that's what you said. Um, I <laughs> just don't agree. So it's, yeah, it's cool. At, Atlanta. Okay, so last year Atlanta lost so many fourth quarter games, and I think they needed to get rid of that bad omen from freaking the the coach who blew it in the Super Bowl. Uh, what's his the heck? He's a he's a defensive coordinator at the Cowboys now. Uh, Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn. There you go. Yeah. So I think that 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 whole thing just should have ended after that Super Bowl, and I think there was just a bad omen on them, and now that omen's gone. So they got the right. You thing. like Arthur Smith? You like Arthur Smith? Well, I think it's gonna be all right because he was uh, Matt Ryan's quarterback coach. So I think there's some there's some like fluidity there that's gonna make. I think they're gonna be able to win some of those games that they blew it. Because I think they would have been eleven and five last year if they if all those fourth quarter games they won. I think they. I would. just think using the sentence fluidity and Matt Ryan in the same sentence just doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> what is up with all those hey, Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan's good. Matt Ryan's yeah. good. I don't know what you're talking about. Matt Ryan's good. Yeah, man. Matt's just hating Matt Ryan. He's like he's so old. He's, he's, he's a statue not- back there. I think this year he's. I think. He's gonna fall and start falling off more and more. I don't Tom think he's a difference maker. Just won a Super Bowl at forty-five. <laughs> yeah, but Tom Brady gets the ball out of his hands faster than any quarterback in NFL yeah. history. 
Well, okay, okay. Matt Ryan is getting older, but I will say that Matt Ryan can still sling it. As far as we know, as far as we know, he still slings it. I agree. So, the rest of the okay, so okay. second, the rest. can you even name their second starting receiver? No. Yeah. There's your point. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That that's a little bit of a stretch, but you know what? I'm sticking with it. The next one is the NFC East. Now, this one was the worst division last year. The Washington football team won it with seven wins, and so they had a losing record. So here's here's what I have. I have Washington at nine and eight, winning it again, because I think coach, I think it's just solid. I think that team's solid. I think uh, as long as Fitzpatrick doesn't turn the ball over a ton, I think they're going to be solid. Their defense is good. Everything's, you know, Ron Rivera, respect. Respect to Ron Rivera. Respect to him. Uh, Dallas, Dallas, I think, is 9-8. Um, New York Giants, 8-9. And, and then the Eagles are 3-14. and 14. Whoa. Yeah. So, I, I think the flying. Eagles are going to be bad. I think the Giants will make a small step. I think Daniel Jones and that coach will do enough to st- stick around another year, and they might make a jump the next year, depending. But – I think Dallas is going to be solid, but they're too Dak dependent. If Dak gets hurt for five games, they're going to lose all five of those games. So it's like it's hard to say. It's hard to say what's going to happen in Dallas. And I just until until I see something different, I just don't believe in Dallas at all. You know. So that's my thoughts. What do you guys think? I pretty much agree with your takes. I think uh, I think Washington. I, I expect Washington to be a little bit better than nine and eight. I think they're going to be a game or two above five. They might be you know, just mildly like somewhere around there. I also expect the Giants to be pretty bad again. Uh, Cowboys. Cowboys are a wild card, but I, I take back what I said about the NFC South. This is still the worst division in football. <laughs> yeah. the, the Giants. Are, <laughs> The Giants are too bad, and the uh, the Eagles are too bad, and the Cowboys. It's it it's hard to explain why the Cowboys are always as bad as they are recently, but that is what's been going on. So, yeah, I, th- I think Washington walks away with that division easily. Yeah, what do you think, Matt? Um, I don't disagree with either guys that much. I think Washington. I don't. I think Dallas and Washington should be neck and neck for it in completely different ways. Dallas's offense is going to their defense going to carry them. So that'll be interesting. Um, I'm going to be cheering for Washington like no other. I mean, yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick starting quarterback. I love cheering for that guy. Yeah, um, yeah he's the good. man. He's the man. And and they have some weapons. I mean, McLaurin, um, Curtis Samuel, and Gibson. Um, and Logan Thomas at tight end. That's not too shabby uh, for weapons. Um, and their defense should just be nasty. That D line is full is all first round picks, high first round yeah. picks, and they're just nasty. Yeah. Um, yeah. Chase Young may have a chance to win defensive player of the year this year. Um, Dang, that's I'm a hot take. Vegas odds. I'm curious the Vegas odds on, on him winning defensive player of the year because I think that would be a fun bet to have. Um, really do. Yeah. Uh, but on Dallas's standpoint, I think Dallas could get to 10 wins to 11 wins just because their offense should be that good. Um, their weapons are ridiculous. Their offensive line is still solid because they're finally healthy coming in this year. Um, and your take on 
they're so Dak dependent. I agree, but I mean, a lot of teams are extremely quarterback dependent. If their quarterback goes down, then they're not going to be very good. Uh, look at the Niners last year. Uh, and yeah. Garoppolo is not even a star. But uh, granted, they had a lot of other injuries. But just thinking of that, uh, yeah, so that's pretty much what it is. The Giants, I think, are such a wild card. Uh, putting them in the order, the wins you have is probably about, about right. Maybe have one or two less because they're such a wild card. Uh, the Eagles, I think, will manage to win somehow five or six games. 14 losses just seems like a lot for a talented roster, but you're right. I don't think they have any clear direction. So yeah, that's uh, my take. They just made a big-time trade today, the Eagles did. You guys hear about this? Oh. What happened? I did. It's a, it's a, it's a franchise changer. Yeah, Minshew Mania. Gardner Minshew got traded to the Eagles. What? For a, yeah, for a fifth-round pick. Pretty big time. That I mean, why would you put <laughs> why would you put what's his face in a situation where he's has a guy right behind him like that? Uh Jalen Hurts. They're, they're saying Hurts is the starter, clearly. Oh, okay. Anyway. But what does it do for Flacco? He's forty five years old. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's move on. Good. Let's move on. NFC West. We'll do so NFC West. I, I have the Niners winning that division. Oh, Bobby has one thing to say. Go ahead. I got, I got to take you. The reason that the Eagles made that trade is because the Cowboys really needed Gardner Minshew. Oh, actually, that is a that is a really good take. I actually don't. It's not bad at all. That isn't bad at all. Yeah. That's a good take. You do it. Minshew is so freaking cheap still. He's a six-round draft pick on his rookie contract. Stupid cheap yeah. backup quarterback. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and the Cowboys don't have a backup quarterback. I got No, the Cowboys teams. are screwed if something happens to Dak. Screwed. Yeah, their backup situation is probably the worst in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, and I think Dak's coming off of a hip fracture, like one of the worst in-game football injuries we've seen. So, and he has a lat strain. Yeah, 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 a lat strain. Oh. Yeah. oh, that's why his shoulder's all jacked, huh? Yeah. yeah, it's his lap. Dang. All right. That's your lap. All right. Let, let, let's finish this. Uh, let's finish the NFC. NFC West. We got. I got the Niners winning it for Matt Raymer. Niners winning it at let's eleven go. and six, and I got the Rams at ten and seven as a wild card. Like the probably the best wild card team. It looks like I think on my list. And then uh, Seattle is nine and eight. I have them taking a step back because of their schedule. I'm going to read you their schedule. You guys need to listen to the schedule. This is why I have them at 9 and 8, okay? Read you their schedule. So they start off with the Colts. And I don't care who the Colts are starting. The Seahawks play really bad game one. I think they lose that game. Then they play the Titans. Then the Vikings. Carson Wentz will play real quick. But go ahead. Yeah, then they play the Titans, the Vikings, the Niners, the Rams, the Steelers, the Saints. That's their starting oh schedule. And then they go play – then they have the Jaguars. They'll win that game. But then they go Packers, Cardinals, Washington, Niners. Then they play the Texans. But then they go Rams, Bears. They got the Lions. And then the Cardinals to finish. Dude, their schedule's, their schedule's brutal. I think they go so – It sounded like four, four easy games and then 13 really hard games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, that? that was Seattle. That's why I have them taking a – 
I was just looking at their schedule. I was like, I think they're gonna they're gonna regress. They, All right, this is the way to go about the NFC West. The, the conversation about the NFC West. You just got to go through each team and make a case for why that they'll why they'll win the NFC West. Okay, so let me let me because because it's the the deepest and best division in football easily. Yeah, and and, and the Cardinals I have at seven and ten, but if they were in another division, they probably win nine games. You know, so. Cardinals could be great. They just got JJ White. The Cardinals could be good. Yeah. Um, this, mean, is, this is the okay. So we'll start with the Seahawks because we're we're already on the Seahawks. Uh, the Seahawks they got Russell Wilson, best quarterback in the division. Um, DK Metcalf made a huge jump from year one to year two to become a superstar, and he honestly, uh, it seems like left a little bit on the table even like that there's just still room for extreme growth he's probably the best athlete in the nfl like he could become a calvin johnson type game changer player and he seems like just a guy who's hungry and uh he plays angry and he tries to take everything that he can get and he just wants to be great so i mean i think that guy was squatting like 225 as a nine-year-old <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the guy's just got an insane work ethic. It's it sounds crazy to be suggesting that someone who's that good could be improving that much, but um, I yeah, I think that is possible. And then it's hard if I had to pick if I had to pick one of the four teams to uh, to take last place in the division, I'd probably take the Seahawks just because they did they put themselves in a bad situation with their offensive line and with their defense and they're always bleeding stuff. But I, but I still think that they have between, they might have the two best players in the division next year. And if they have that, then that put them in a good situation to be able to, to be able to win. It. Well, one of the, one of the two, cause Aaron Donald's for sure. T- one of the two. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they, you can talk I would probably say Russell Wilson one, and then Aaron Donald two, or you know you could argue the other way around. But yeah, that's such a good division. Yeah, Nick Bosa, George Kittle, Jalen Ramsey, DeAndre Hopkins. Matt, Matt Stafford's like twelfth. Matt Stafford's like twelfth on the list, and he's he's good. Yeah, yeah. So my case for Seattle. Uh, they have a new offense coordinator coming over from the Rams. He's getting a lot of hype right now. Say so he can open up the offense and let Russ cook a little more. So that's getting a lot of hype. We'll see how much that grows, how much Pete Carroll puts the reins on him. Because uh, Pete Carroll wants to run the ball a lot. Uh, so that's getting hype. Uh, the big thing I think is not talking about Seattle is their defense um, should take a step back. Um if you remember the beginning of last year, they had a weird season. The first eight weeks, they were historically bad defense. They were like historically set to be one of the worst defenses in NFL history. But then the last half of the season, they completely turned it around. They played much, much better. Yeah. So that was interesting. But one thing is they lost their top player in the secondary this year. He went and signed with Jacksonville, um, Griffin, the big cornerback. So that's a big news that you're talking about. They replaced him with Weatherspoon, who was the Niners' third string cornerback last year who, for as a Niner fan, is known for allowing the 40-yard um, touchdown pass in the Super Bowl uh, when the Niners are playing the Super Bowl. So that's what I think of with Weatherspoon. But he's got a starting cornerback right now. And so I think their secondary should be in some problems. 
But when you have Russell Wilson, um, you have a chance to win nine games. Uh, with with Russell Wilson, you have a chance to win nine games every year. Yeah, you shouldn't win. You shouldn't win less than nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got you got Russell Wilson. Mail it in for nine games. That's 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 my take. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, Matt, we'll, let's we'll, talk about the uh, let's talk about the Cardinals. Oh yeah, Cardinals. Yeah, Cardinal. I mean, Cardinals. Oh, Cardinals are. James, you live in Arizona. I'll let you go first. Yeah. Well, I think the Cardinals are going to be vastly improved. I just don't know what that means in terms of like, I I see them as the fourth best team in that division. That's that's it. Like like they might be better, but they're still the fourth best in my opinion. So well, Vegas agrees with you. So you're yeah, it, you're uh, on the right track there. I mean, I think the issue with them is where does their defense go? Everybody talks about the offense with Cliff Kingsbury, but they have Isaiah uh, Simmons from last year who was the freak athlete from Clemson who really struggled in the beginning of the year. They started to pick it up because he was trying to transition. But then they have Zabron Collins, the Tulsa linebacker, who's tearing up right now in the preseason. So we'll see how these young defensive pieces fit with Chandler Jones, J.J. Watt, um, and others, and see if that defense can – and Buda Baker, ooh, he's a freaking beast. Yeah. Um, but they, this, Cardinals defense has not put it together, so can they put it together? We'll see. Yeah. Tell me if you guys know what pace I'm making here. Yeah. <laughs> John Gruden? <laughs> it's a Robert De Niro face. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and I think the Rams are obviously going to be good, but that loss of uh, the running back, uh, I mean, I know they picked up Michelle. I don't know. What do you guys think? Sony Michelle, is he going to replace Cam Akers easily, or is it like – what do you guys think? I feel like this is one of those offenses where, like, Sean McVay's good enough it's at, at making schemes where – Whoever's starting that running back for them is going to produce. I think Cam Akers, pre-Achilles injury, was probably a superior talent to Sony Mitchell. But you got Sony Mitchell is a good complement to Daryl Henderson, probably a running back by committee thing over there. I know there's some sort of relationship between the offensive coordinator in uh, L.A. and Sony Mitchell, and that was why I wanted to maybe they work together at Georgia or, or at some point in the line they know each other. And uh, – so, so that's pretty good. I mean, the Rams are the most interesting one team in the league. They just don't care at all about draft picks. They're like, screw draft pick. We don't need them. They're they're in both phase. I don't even know how many. They probably have like ten draft picks over the next three drafts. They just they trade them all away, and it doesn't seem to matter. Yeah. They're just super. They build on superstars. They've got. Got you. Hey, um, we got Ramsey and Donald. You can do a lot of things. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you, Bobby. I, I I think Akers is a far superior talent to Henderson or Sony Michelle. Uh, but I do think the Rams scheme um can help that. And Matthew Stafford is just such an improvement. Uh, it should be a huge difference. Cause I think Matthew yeah. Stafford could have a huge year. Yeah. So so my playoff predictions in the in the NFC it goes Tampa Bay, obviously, uh, San Francisco. Minnesota, Washington are the top four. And then according to my records, it's Carolina, except I'd probably say the Rams are probably the highest wild card team. And then Carolina and then Green Bay would be my seventh team. I don't mind your picks on the NFC. I think uh, leaving Seattle out is interesting. Um, <laughs> but it's hard to have three teams from one division. So 
Um, I, I, I am not totally against it. Bob sounds like you put Chicago in there as a so Seattle and Green Bay. Team. Seattle and Green Bay play November fourteenth. So whoever wins that game is in the playoffs. And the other one's out. All right. Well, make sure you remember that to yeah. hold you to it when it comes to January. Yeah, that's November fourteenth. Yeah, November fourteenth. Yeah, yeah. Oh, let's do a that game. We got. We already know what's going on. It's gonna be a big uh, playoff battle. That'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> That will right, 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 play. Right. Our birthday All right, All bro. Right. Later. Later, guys. See ya. This was the Stinger podcast with James Montgomery and guests Bobby Lloyd and Matt Raymer.